0: This is the final episode of Season 5. Hi, this is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 180. The Fun Ideas Podcast is brought to you in part by Lee's Comics.
1: Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store. Based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself.
0: Lee's Comics was named as one of the 21 best online dealers by PopOptique.com. To shop the Lee's Comics eBay store, go to eBay and search for Lee's Comics, Inc. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast when you order, and you'll receive a free bonus gift.
2: You remember them from your childhood. hat for the Friendly Ghost, Richie Rich, Hot Stuff... Baby Huey, Sad Sack, and Little Audrey, you read them in comic books and saw them on television and in the movies. Now you can read about how they and other Harvey comic characters were created in two great books from Mark Arnold and Fun I Dis Productions, The Best of Harveyville Fun Times* and The Harvey Comic Companion. Both are available from Amazon. The companion is also available from Bear Manor Media. They are available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook version. Order your copies today.
1: Long title: Looking for the Good Times, Examining the Monkey Song One by One, by Michael Aventrella and Mark Arnold. A book that examines each song gives lots of details about each song and our own personal opinions you can find this book on amazon barnes and nobles and anywhere where good books are being sold our webpage is wordpress.monkeys.com where you can see many of the songs and give your own opinions of them and we will be discussing this more on zilch
2: christmas christmas time is here and alvin and the chipmunks are here again in 1958, a down and songwriter with an unlikely name of Ross Paggisarian plunged the last of his family's savings on a multi-seat tape recorded and created The Witch Doctor and Alvin and the Chipmunks. This changed the fortunes for his family, his record label, and animated cartoon studio. Alvin! The story of Ross Baghazarian, Liberty Records, Format Films, and The Alvin Show by Mark Arnold and I Disc Productions is available from Amazon and Fair Manor Media in hardcover, paperback, and ebook versions. Order your copies today.
0: As the pandemic is now lifting somewhat, I am making more personal appearances at shows in Oregon and California. Check my Facebook page as to where I might be next, usually working with Lee's Comics. I'm getting closer to finishing my Mad and My Turtles books. Another Monkeys book is on the horizon, as well as a book about TV animation studios. And look for more articles from me in Back Issue, Alter Ego, and Hogan's Alley, and various guest appearances on other podcasts, including those by Ed Rising, Hudson Ranney, Dennis Ball, Phil Hall, and others. My Pac-Man book is my latest release, coming out this month of September 2022. Look for my Disney book and my Warren Kramer book, coming soon. On today's show, we have a guest who runs his own animation restoration and distribution company called Thunderbean, along with our returning resident animation expert from Jerry Beck's Cartoon Research. Here they are, Steve Stanchfield and Camden Spee's Part 2. ...out
1: in pristine copies. Mm-hmm. So I Why should they not
3: different? want to go for the public domain stuff?
1: God, that, that's a question for the ages. Um, I, I've, I've heard two stories on this. I've heard that Olive didn't wanna do it, but it, but it also there seems just from talking to folks at, at Paramount Archives years back now, um, there seems to be some reluctance to put out something that's public domain because then everybody will bootleg it and they've spent the money to do it. Well, so that's a fair maybe, reason. I understand that sort of, but yeah. why not just put out the best version if people bootleg it, whatever. Yeah,
3: I I don't know that's my Corners just put Uh, out their public People put like your stuff all the time Which I saw one thing the other day Which was like online It was just randomly popped up you know in the YouTube feed it was some guy decided to place Your logo and apparently you actually Commented on this guy He He didn't do anything About it though but um, he posted his own face on his logo and saying it was his production. And it even had the thunderbean menus on in the, in the video. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. <laughs> you know what that is?
3: I think
1: that might have been Eighth Man DVD. It might, have, Or no, it was Goon Cartoons, maybe? Yes. It was Goon Cartoons. Yeah, I don't know. Why Why would you do that? Like, why would you leave the, the thunderbean menus as part of your... I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> but, you know, on, honestly, on occasion, there's things that are bootlegged like that I, I, I love the fact that lots of people get to see this stuff yeah I mean, quite honestly I, I don't I don't think that's hurting the blu-ray sales honestly but it's also it's some of the best quality stuff on YouTube of both cartoons so cool I don't know I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hunt down and try to take them all down because you, you just can't if somebody if somebody is like somebody put the whole rainbow parade set up several days after it was released that sort of cheesed me off. And I asked them to take them down because it's like, God, at least give me a couple of months,
0: please. Yeah.
3: <laughs> now, Steve, I'm going to ask oh, you this time. This is a set that Mark has too. Um, will there ever be a volume two of this? Is there enough yeah. public domain rainbow parades? Or uh, <laughs> novel tunes? public oh, domain novel tunes? Yeah, there is.
1: There is. Um, yes, I'd love to. As soon as I can. We've we put all the 35 that I could find.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but without, without saying too much, I found more 35 now. Mm. So yes, yeah, there'll be another one.
0: So I know we kind of went over this a little bit earlier, but it's like, it's still is kind of unclear to me. And I know Jerry Beck talks about this all the time. So since all of us here know that a lot of these cartoons are just sitting in archives, what is to keep somebody like yourself to go to them and just say, hey, I'd like to just put out your stuff. You obviously have no interest in putting it out. Uh, let me just do it, you know, and just be that simple and blunt about it, but polite. <laughs> it's it's safe
1: to say without mentioning names that this has happened over and over, and maybe I've done that. Maybe I've tried to talk to every company mm-hmm. that might have happened. I won't. I won't deny that. Well, you don't have to
0: say names, but I mean, it's like but, do they but, just brush it off seriously? I mean, it's like. What's, what would it cost I'm, them? It doesn't cost them anything. You well,
3: know, it, it costs Paramount to put out Heckle and Jekyll*. There's no residuals for them. It, but this is the thing, and this is just something to consider. It costs them a
1: lot because they have to have the bandwidth to do the paperwork, to do the contracts. They have to make sure that the films got released. They have to make sure that somebody's responsible for the underlying music rights. So they have to put their lawyers on it. I mean, you'd okay. you'd like to think okay. that it costs you'd like to think that it costs nothing, and it it costs something. Um. I I, here. I I will talk publicly about something I haven't talked publicly about. All right. (laughs) Let's talk about what happened with Universal and Felix the Cat. All right. (laughs) Um, I made a deal with. um, Yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, Okay. I I made a deal with uh, Felix the Cat Productions, which was Don OrioLo and Walter Cumatt, who's his lawyer type person. Um, And the deal the deal started out actually with David Shepard years back. And David Shepard finally gave up on the deal because honestly, they were way, way too difficult to deal with. And mm-hmm. I I like, I liked Don an awful lot, um, but Walter really handled the business end of things. And Walter is an incredibly difficult person.
0: Mm-hmm. But anyway,
1: we had made a deal and David Gerstein helped set the deal up um, because David, a huge Felix fan as well. And mm-hmm. honestly, one of the most prominent historians of our time, he's a- David, David he,
3: helped me a bit with a post that I'm having updated with Cartoon Research
1: yeah. too. Dave's an amazing guy because he really, he really goes further and tries to research things. There's a, there's a I, I don't consider myself essential in all of this. I consider Mark Causler and David Gerstein and Jerry Beck essential people in all this. And if, if I can at least follow in their footsteps, I'm happy. But at any rate. Um, but Gerstein managed to have this kind of incredible list of where all the bodies are buried on the Felix cartoons and what it would take to try to get them scanned um not only in archives but in private collections worldwide so the felix the cat people had 54 felix shorts um we made a deal with felix the cat productions to get at least 54 more felix shorts when we had those 54 which was the magic number then that would unlock the ones that they got and then we would put those all together and make a blu-ray sets mm-hmm. um We signed this deal a lot of years ago now, 2011, we signed this deal. Um, And uh, um, by 2013, it was pretty clear that we were gonna get there, but I'd spent a ton of money, over $50,000. And I'd scanned a ton of Prince of Felix cartoons. And we, by that point we had 97. Um, Of those 97, we, we had a lot of the ones that they had, but had improved on them in lots of different ways. And again, Dave Gerstein was invaluable because he knew what was missing, or he knew what who had what, he knew what the better copy was. So we scanned copies from all the different collectors that we knew. We scanned copies from British Film Institute. We scanned copies from all sorts of European archives, all different places. Um, and so now I have 122 Felix cartoons scanned in high definition or 2K or 4K. I have more 35 on the cartoons than any, any archive does. And we went to talk with them in early 2014. Said, hey, we have everything. Radio silence. Hmm. Um, call and, and, and Don's friends you know, with Dave Gerstein. So we were calling him over and over again. Mm-hmm. And they had vanished. Nothing. We couldn't get a hold of them. No email return, no call return, nothing. Uh, and it turned out that they had made a deal with DreamWorks mm-hmm. and they were selling the character to DreamWorks lock, stock and barrel. DreamWorks already did have some rights to Felix, but with Translux, they had the Translux films, right. but nobody had the silent ones to this, to this day, Universal doesn't have the silent ones.
3: Mm-hmm. those be in public domain due to the fact that they're over?
1: A, majority, a majority of them have always been public domain mm-hmm. at any rate. Um, we had hoped for years that we could still make this deal after a after a really crazy meeting in um mary calendars with walter (laughs) Kelmet, um it was pretty clear that they weren't going to be uh, anything but hostile toward our deal even though we had a deal um so um so i'd given up until dreamworks got a hold of me and then dreamworks said hey we just found this contract you know, do you, do you still have an ongoing contract with this? And I said, I think I do, sort of. <laughs> uh, and, um, and they said, well, let's try to work out a deal. So for years, back and forth, nothing happened. We kept sort of trying to work it out, and it looked like something was happening, and then it didn't. And then DreamWorks was bought by Universal. And so um, the division of DreamWorks that owned the characters was classic media. They bought classic media and of course, classic media gobbled up a lot of the little mom and pop companies that owned a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now we were dealing with Universal and we tried in earnest to make a contract with Universal. And um, the deal involved us giving them residuals and a promised amount of residuals and all of those cartoons back because they didn't have any of them. <laughs> I, I, mean, I still have all this stuff. I still backup after backup of hard drives because I don't want to lose all of that hard work. And we cleaned up a lot of this stuff so anyway we finally got near the end of the contract and universal wouldn't budge mm. from a fifty thousand dollar residual up front and i just couldn't do it mm. you know i would have loved to have been able to just come up with 50 grand and, and Th- thunderbean Thunderbean, it, it isn't like thunder a big money-making entity you know it's this little tiny company we're scraping by just to be able to cover costs of transfers and clean up and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not crying poor i promise you i'm not crying poor we make money and it's all going back into you know making this stuff work well, you
0: don't make stupid deals either i get yeah. it you know it's but like
1: if honestly I, I hate to say this if thunderman was making oodles of cash i would have made a stupid deal and gotten that but we also would have paid the 17 grand to get hopping
3: i know um, that you also um make some of your cash over these special sets
1: yep they they pay
3: for film transfers
1: basically when we do one of those special sets, it pays to scan the films for that set and there's always a little bit extra left over that we do other things with. But yeah, it's, it's this little tiny entity. But I, I love that aspect of it though. I like being the underdog. I'd, I'd love it if we could get just a little bigger to a point like where everything's always covered
0: and I'm not pulling it out of my paycheck or anything. <laughs> <You
1: know>?
0: Speaking <laughs> of underdog, <laughs> no, um, you tend okay. to cover theatrical films. Mm-hmm. Now, you know me, yes. <laughs> Camden knows me, that, you know, a lot of my focus, uh, just because of when I grew up, is a lot of TV-based stuff, and yeah. there is missing TV stuff, and I think I even emailed you once, I'll, I'll repeat it here, you can give me the same answer, I don't care, you know, so I wrote the Total Television book, and mm-hmm. they did a series called The Beagles, And there's about two and a half episodes that exist everywhere else in the world. And they're all, two of them are in black and white and the other one's in color. And they all should be in color. And there's not that many episodes. But Joe Harris, the animator, he um, uh, revealed before he died that he had the inner positives. And they're just like sitting there with his uh, daughter and son-in-law, you know, to this day. Do you know who has the rights to it? Well, they do, because it was the one total television show that they didn't sell, that General Mills didn't own. Uh, huh. It was owned outright by total television. It was wow. the only, now, the problem is, nobody remembers these characters. Um, oh, there's I, I only have... like uh, nine shows or something like that, so it's not very much material. Oh, but, heck. Why don't we put them out? Well, see, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I think I asked you about it earlier. Year, a few years ago and maybe it's because we didn't know each other or anything like that oh, and that you just gave up, me right? some simple answer like oh no we were not working on stuff like that and i just kind of dropped it and Did everything i really like say that. that that doesn't sound like me yeah i well i can look i probably have the email <laughs> i keep emails from 20 years ago yeah. but i was maybe under I, the impression. Maybe I, said I was too busy yeah, i, I was under that. the impression and i'm not saying that you're being rude or anything no i was under the impression that kind of like oh if it's something from tv we we don't bother with it you know it's like
1: no, no, it's not, not at all and i just
0: haven't gotten there yet and uh <laughs> i have many projects camden and i were on a, an episode recently which hasn't aired yet either or uploaded yet with strum and we were talking about this very type of same thing it's like you know there's all this archives and everybody is always looking for silent films and you know things from 100 years ago and blah 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 and you know, there'll become a time, but it'll be probably after we're long and dead and buried that they'll say, hmm, you know, those missing TV cartoons from the 1960s and 70s. Yeah. Let's start researching and putting those up. Oh, they don't exist because nobody ever bothered to archive them way back when. <laughs> you the, know?
1: The, the hardest thing about it, if you, I mean, in, 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 with, with, with uh, how can I say this in other than a serious tone? The, yeah. the problem is we're losing stuff right now. You know, um, there's there's a lot of films that are still in the hands of private families. And who knows if they have those in proper conditions, who knows what stage of vinegar syndrome. There's a large collection of films uh, produced by actually some uh, pretty famous animator that still belong to the family. And and there's a related puppet show even. Um, And who knows what that stuff looks like now. But for years and years, lots of us have been trying to make a deal to get these things released um the the beagles would be great it sounds like an easy one because the ips are probably in good shape yeah we could get them scanned you know um I, it's hard to say if it ever really make any money
0: probably but the, not but I, I mean you could say from the the creators of underdog and tennessee tuxedo and play that angle
1: i just i love the i love the idea that there's good stuff out there on it whether whether i'm i'm not I, i'm not so interested in trying to be the, the the single person who does all of these things um yeah. you, you know I, I just anybody getting it out would be wonderful yeah. but it, but if but if it ain't happening then maybe it would be fun to do if the family yeah. was happy with it it's hard to say if it would make anything you know but
3: uh, the, i have a question for you also the other the other thing is like the bagdisterians stuff the alvin <laughs> show when, doesn't the don't do, the bag? I heard some bags say, own it or what? Do the bags own it or the bag? The back to Syrians own the characters of the Alvin Show of the out the, the Chipmunks. But but who
1: owns the rights to the actual TV show?
3: Actual I don't know. That's what I was going to ask.
0: I think the issue is this because I did an Alvin and Chipmunk book. Um, the issue oh. is they don't own the rights to the Ross Bag and Senior Music. And that's the key thing because oh. uh, Capital Records owns it, <laughs> yeah, and uh, they, you know, they kind of lock horns because the Bagdadi want to own everything, lock, stock, and barrel. And but mm. uh, it wasn't originally Capital; it was originally Liberty Records. That was, but eventually, like all these other buyouts, Capital Records, or it's probably UME now, you know, Universal again, you know. So it's like because Capital Records doesn't exist i mean this, of, is, sense, this you know. is
1: something that Cazella would know more about you know he worked for the bags years ago
0: yeah
1: and um, I, I think steve worth did too steve and, worth
0: and did. so like everybody in the universe wants that single season of the alvin show except for the <laughs> ross bag just ross bagdasarian jr and janice carmen because they like their versions because they make all the money on them so you know yeah Yeah,
1: so sure would be nice to have those out from thirty-five. And they did put a couple of episodes of them out on one of them.
0: Yeah, on one. And they look amazing. They look perfect. Yeah, Yeah. Um,
1: I've scanned a couple of the prints I have, but they they don't compare to those beautiful thirty-fives. Right. And
3: um, I have a see. Weren't you at one time? Because as an avid race, right now I guess I've written a few articles now. But as cartoon research, I read the article. I'm 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 a bit of a weirdo as one as as one of the only girls to ever walk into catholic high school that catholic high school episodes, uh, the help does called me a freak because i'm all into this stuff and I'm horrible at science class um so I, I, um, I, you've just you've just talked about every cartoon
1: person ever though i mean yeah but <laughs> now
3: now so you have so at one time as a person who reads cartoon research, I read cartoon research not once but twice. And if it's something some, if it's something really special like Bob Torres post that he's been doing, I'll read it three or four times. You know, I'm I'm really jealous of those well-researched
1: articles because I'm so busy doing stuff that yeah. I end up writing I end up writing mine on the night that they're due.
3: I write, I write mine. Jerry lets me post mine whenever because I just I'm one of those rotating Monday people like Bob and yep. those other stuff. I just did one with the Cossons with Chuck Jones's grandkids about the Pogo special. Oh the yeah. The Pogo special is not a great special and they'll admit that they both said that, you know, it didn't wow us, but it's got a great story to it. And I said, would you be willing to tell the story? And they provided me with all these great little newspaper clippings. And I'm like, cool.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I love yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, I, you know, I think that cartoon research has turned into what Appatoons was and what, uh, um, and what Mind Rot. Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, was after that. And, and I loved those things. I couldn't wait for the next issue to come.
3: Yeah, you know? it's just like, and I like it. And I just thought, like, you know, one of the coolest things, though, when I was looking up, and I I turned on Cartoon Research, I'm like, wait, I'm in the header right now. And I'm between Stanchfield and Baxter, which Devin was always my favorite Cartoon Research writer, just because <laughs> I don't know why, but Devin just... The research he puts into his post its, it's was just beautiful. like overnight. You know that he works. He did like the way I do, where I take like three or four hours to write one post, for mm-hmm. And you know he did that every single week. Oh yeah. Oh, and he's—he is that meticulous with fixing up films.
1: Yeah. That, that tuba tutor looked amazing. If if so, you if you think about, I mean, if you if you think about this little period, we're in a little magic period right now, because we have a. We have the ability to get so many of these things done you know and there and there's started to be a renewed interest which for a lot of years there wasn't as much but you guys the new fan base is Great. amazing you guys are around and you care about this stuff you know now, I, I love that i love what's happening right now so that's that's also the other reason that i i'm, I'm not bashing anyone trying to restore any co- kind of cartoon because who knows what they're going to be capable of in yeah. their lifetime they may do something amazing i, now, I just I just hope that someday what I've done will be looked at as being
3: at least okay. I don't know if this is in and I don't don't even know if I can talk about this with you, but I remember one time at least four or five times reading about a Linus the Lionhearted set. (laughs) No comment. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough.
1: (laughs) Well, let let me, I can comment on this a little bit. Yeah, there's going to be something. Okay. So not from Thunderbean. Oh. But, (laughs) But... but there's going to be something, and there'll you know, be a lot of cartoons, but not for Seserbi. A... <laughs> but, but but I'm lending my stuff, so whatever okay. I have is going to be there. And no, it'll 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 be good. I, I did some research on this. <laughs> Darn it! That's all I can I say.
3: Because you because for a while you had posted all these great prints of Lennis the Lanhearted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, I didn't I
1: didn't stop with uh, I didn't stop with theatricals. Actually, yeah. I love that show so much
3: yeah because yeah. so, because i was always because there's a lot of people like mark and i mark you you both and especially when you guys started getting into this all the a lot of the best historians like mike barrier and leonard moulton they're great historians but especially mike barrier or someone like that they hate the tv stuff and they yeah. just disregard it all it, and that's fine you know everybody likes something you know i yeah. I, I
1: don't see that as an impediment i right. honestly the, the most you know in preparation for barrier's book what Barrier did is a masterpiece of animation history. Right. There is so much there, and uh, very little of it actually gets used in the book, but the value of Barrier is that he did all of this. Right, uh, exactly. A material that will exist for generations now, and and for research. He's, he's probably done, you know, it, it, the guy should have an Annie Award for what he's done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? But uh, but yeah, just to...
0: Yeah, I don't knock them for not liking TV cartoons. I mean, you know, but uh, it is frustrating, admittedly. I'll say this, like, about Malton, for example, you know, when they did all those Walt Disney treasures. And I thought a natural for the Walt Disney treasure would be the the Mouse Factory. But it was a show that happened after Walt died and and Malton didn't grow up with it. So we got a glut of Mickey Mouse Club stuff, which I don't care that much about. You know, it's like... You know, so it's like
1: the most factory. I have I have a few in sixteen.
0: Yeah, I got a few copies from uh, Stu, and uh, I probably have about five episodes. But I know there's like forty eight of them or something. So I was.
3: It would be great to have all of those. Yeah, I did my final project for um for my final um for my um intro broadcast media class. We had to interview somebody and talk about a broadcast professional. So I did JB Kaufman and he agreed to do it. So I profiled him for this whole long article. It was neat. And we both discussed, we think that the appeal of the Mickey Mouse Club partially has to do with people who grew up on it. He didn't grow up with the TV. He had no TV in his household growing up. So he didn't grow up with the show, but when you look at it, you appreciate what it did, you appreciate all the art, but you really don't get it. It's just not something you honestly like, you don't automatically fall in love with a net and all that just because you didn't grow up on it. In fact, I always thought growing up when I saw it, I was like, Annette, "Annette's like twenty, and she's still wearing the mouse ears." It's kind of dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah, she wasn't that old, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think she quite got to twenty. But no.
3: you know what's funny though
1: is that I did like from about age seven on. I was watching the reruns of Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. I grew up on that, and they had the Little Rascals, which are the you know King World licensed those films and didn't have the right to the name our gang but they called the series the little rascals and right. i grew up on that stuff so that and and the 60s batman and um gilligan's island and even even i love lucy i mean these things were these are iconic to me um and I, and i was watching Annette that growing up although in different order
0: like yeah. sometimes
1: sometimes everybody be older darlene was cuter though honestly but yeah.
0: that's a whole other- <laughs> um i'll say this my, it, you know they, it, we're talking about when they reissued it in 1975 and uh you know it's like my mom said oh i watched this when i was a kid and i to answer camden's question uh for my mom in the 1955 it was the first thing on the air i mean you're so used to tv being round the clock all the time mm-hmm, yeah. there was nothing on tv from like I think today's show was on, so, you know, till, like, from 9 o'clock till 3, I think, is when Mickey Mouse Club, it might have even been 5, but it was, like, the whole day was no show, you know, and then, you know, Mickey Mouse Club was the first show of the day, you know, so, so that's what my mom saw growing up in the San Jose, San Francisco Bay Area also. I don't know if that was the same nationwide, but, I mean, even as kids, TV still wasn't 24 hours I think it finally took to like the 90s for TV to actually fully be a 24-hour day yeah oh
1: oh yeah I remember television used to go off about two in the morning
0: yeah you know um, and I, I worked at channel 12. 44 in San Francisco in the early 90s and they were a 24-hour day but they still signed off at 559 a.m and they signed back on at 6 a.m. oh was, wow they had to do it by the FCC. That was still oh, the rules funny. that and they did the star spangled banner they had the flag waving and everything oh, and bad. then they had the announcement we are ending our broadcast day and then like a second later welcome to channel 41. <laughs> <It laughs> crack me well, up so wgpr
1: the i, I mentioned they were black owned station and the reason that i mentioned that i think they were one of the first black owned stations in the united states mm-hmm. um and but what was cool about it is that detroit the be, Detroit's still one of the more segregated cities in the country, but um, but they'd managed to put together this sort of um, do-it-yourself, low-budget version of a television station. They're more like the movie UHF than UHF even was. <laughs> but it was it was great. There was a there was a local dance show called The Scene, which was sort of um, sort of the Soul Train, like like with no budget. <laughs> and uh, and they had something called the auction movie, where they would usually run a public domain movie. Sometimes, hoppity goes to town, and they would sell meat between the films, and so <laughs> they'd they have an auction, <laughs> they would have an auction going back on for meat. Now back to Gulliver's Travels.
0: Wow. it
1: was Good amazing.
0: Styling for meat or something.
1: <laughs> they, they also had on a, a, a guy named the Ghoul, who was a guy named Ron Swede. It wasn't Ghoulardi, but it was just the Ghoul. And so the ghoul was one of my heroes as a kid because mm-hmm. they would, they had Froggy, the gremlin on there who, who he would blow up. He would make, he would mold him over and over again and blow up a plastic Froggy, the gremlin was,
0: was this in the late sixties? No, this was early, early, early seventies. Okay. Because I think <laughs> channel 44 is station I worked at. They aired the ghoul there too. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because, uh, and, the, and there's even uh, merchandise that exists, um, that there's a Slurpee cup that exists from that time that oh. says, watch the ghoul on channel 44. And I think a little pin back button too. Awesome. I, I haven't been so ambitious to buy that because I don't remember it, even though it was the station I worked for eventually, you know, but I didn't, you know. I wish I but, could find more ghoul shows. They, yeah,
1: <laughs> But he was he was on yeah. channel 50 and he was on, I think channel 20, but he kept going back and forth between Michigan and Ohio. He would be on a station in Cleveland as well. And so over those years, he kept going back and forth, but he was literally one of my heroes as a kid. Hmm.
0: So, was that a a Kaiser broadcasting station? Because Channel 44 was. Okay, so that makes sense. So now now it makes sense because, and then as a kid, I also lived in uh, LA for a time, and Channel 52 was a Kaiser broadcasting station. Henry Kaiser, same Kaiser for Kaiser Aluminum, Kaiser Automobile, and everything. Anyway, giving camden a history lesson so he's not too bored <laughs> I being nostalgic. Sorry, <laughs> um let's see um wanted to ask one more thing okay so i have one okay i'll let you ask first go ahead how did
3: the name why the name thunderbean
1: yeah so, so when i was a kid by, by the way jerry beck hates the name thunderbean <laughs> And he let me know that <laughs> he, goes, he goes, by the way, I
0: really, hate I, hate he goes, I really
1: hate your company name. He goes, he goes, could, could, you know, maybe it could be something snazzier. And I was like, he goes, yeah, he goes, he goes, but I respect it. I, I love that though. Because, but like, anyway, so it it better. It better. <laughs> because, uh, when I was a kid, I loved puppets and we started to do puppet shows. And so my brother and I came up with a puppet show with a sort of a superhero character and we took the cookie monster puppet that we had and we made a little thunder bean logo for his he's a little tb like superman and he had a cape <laughs> and i don't know where that name came from but we came i think it's just mashing two words together that we thought were didn't funny did
3: have like a, have a puppet horse named thunderbolt though
1: yeah yeah
3: but thunderbolt, i, I did the wonder
0: cult,
1: yeah <laughs> i never
3: seen that when i was a kid i, I hadn't yeah, seen oh, it okay.
0: So oh, I thought it was a pun or something. I never really thought about it. Thunderbean. I thought it was like you know, I don't know. <laughs> so I never really yeah, thought about it.
1: So we made these uh, puppet shows and we pre-taped the audio for the puppet show because then we could edit it and make it funnier. And so I still have it, but we took the Batman theme song and made a Thunderbean theme song. <laughs> so I, I still have tapes of us as kids singing Thunderbean and then I'd go, oh yeah Thunderbean, oh yeah. And one of these days I think I'm going to use that on the <laughs> Disc. I think I'm going to have the logo come up and it'll go, Thunderbean, oh, yeah. <laughs> might use the old tape. And Anyway, as, as kids, though, we ended up naming our cat Thunderbean after a while. And so then I had a cat for 20 years named Thunderbean. Hmm. That's where it came from. A um, cat. <laughs> a lot of people think that it has a, a, a fart, uh, 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 <laughs> you know, that it's talking about farts. Recently, uh, one of the companies, it might be Hasbro, introduced a game called Fart and Go Seek look this up, and they, they made one of the <laughs> Thunderbean. So I'm debating... Oh, no. I'm debating <laughs> over it. If, if you look up Thunderbean, you'll see lots and lots of things about us, but then you'll see this Mattel, or maybe it's Mattel, game. Interesting. I, I worked for Mattel a lot of years ago on CD-ROM games.
0: I also thought, because yeah, you're saying that, I thought it might be related in some weird way to Ren and Stimpy or something.
1: I don't uh, know. It, yeah. it way yeah. predates that. Yeah, but, yeah. Thunderbean as a company name actually dates back to the '90s, um, and Snappy Video was going to be Thunderbean at first, and um, and I thought that it was too esoteric, so then I called it Snappy Video instead. Um, but yeah, it, it officially got incorporated first in 1997 as a as a name for a company, and so it was our animation company for a while. So then I have sort of a ghosted a ghost website. <laughs> Of uh, the that's the Thunderbean site, but we use ThunderbeanShop.com now for our company. Anyway, that's all I got. That's the
3: thing is because now now I no longer have to ask my mom because I don't have a PayPal account still because I don't have a credit card, obviously. Mm. Which which it's always never a good idea to have a PayPal account without a credit card. Yeah, debit cards do not work there. I've learned.
1: Well, they'll they'll give you a debit card. All you need is a bank account.
3: Right now, now that the ThunderbeanShop.com exists. I no longer need anyone, but I no longer need a PayPal account to buy Steve's Steve's specials Well,
1: because oh, you can just use your bank card if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like I like that it's been able to work like it is, but don't go broke buying my stuff,
0: please. <laughs> hey. Hey, what? That's that's not salesman technique. Come on, go broke and buy this man's stuff.
3: <laughs> no. I said, I, hey, hey, I have, by about, Beck, no, oh, I have a budget of
0: about. Who hates the name? Oh, Jerry about fifty um, dollars. Fifty dollars every
3: pay period. Every pay period is like two weeks. Oh wow! So, well, now during the summer, I have a budget of like sixty dollars because I'm making a lot more money right during the summer. So I'm saving a lot more for grad school, so. I want to um, major, ma- master in archival science.
1: So. Oh, cool! Oh, that's really yeah. fun. Yes. You, you guys are going to do cool things.
3: Yeah. You know. I, I work yeah. in a library right now, so.
1: I'm I'm kind of amazed I got to do anything. Honestly, <laughs> I'm I'm really enjoying it. I have really enjoyed helping people animate. I enjoy drawing. I, I love that I, I I love that the Rainbow Parade set came out so good. The Flip the Frog set, it, it looks so good. I'm just so happy that that exists you know whether whether i exist or not doesn't matter what matters is that the cartoons get back out there i think <laughs> when will the flip set come out i think at the end of july now i'm i'm waiting for dave gerstein to finish up the last few little bonus things and um i, I i'll let him you know i mean i could have just said oh that's good but he does a, such a beautiful job of it and this is a dream come true for him too to yeah. get all the flips out you know one
3: quite can I tell a quick David Gerstein story? Sure. So I was just talking to some archive right now they're letting me lend all their stuff because they just have 9,000 Bugs Bunny newspaper strips were donated to their library. Wow. So they, I'm like I called them up and says can I borrow some of this for cartoon Research article? And it says sure. So say, I'll scan whatever you want. So I asked David Gerstein please tell me what's the best strips. <laughs> it, and because I knew that's he a was a good, that's a loaded
1: question. That's if there's nine thousand of them, that's a loaded
3: question. No, no, no but he. But, I knew that if one person to know what day, what daily strips are the best, because a lot of that stuff I haven't seen. Right, the only person I know who has a lot of them is Mark Hausler in their Daily Dose web um, newspaper thing. Yeah. Right. Um. So I'm like, well, if there's one person that would might know, it's David Gerstein. So I messaged him, and I had never spoken to David Gerstein before. I don't know why. And he just responded and says yes and he just and he happened to know exactly what to do yeah he's and a he great, happened he's to great be great. just he's just giving me friendly advice of how I should go about reaching these people what's the best way to do it what's the best way to scan it and I'm like, well, this is better than I thought
1: yeah he's he's a great guy yeah. On, honestly there's there's a handful of people that really without I couldn't the thunderbeam thing wouldn't happen dave's Dave's one of them, Mark Hausler's another,
0: yeah.
1: uh, Tommy and uh, 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 Colin Kellogg, uh, there's a handful of people, um, yeah, Craig Davison, a, a lot of amazing people have helped over these years. And yeah, I, I know Mark Hausler,
3: he needs to write a book and he still won't do it.
1: He's <laughs> written lots of books.
3: Yeah, he, yeah I know, he's credited every one, one credit. of them for it. <laughs> he's,
1: he's a fantastic <laughs> writer.
3: I told him he needs to write a book about his own experience because Mark and I just had—I just go up here with Mark on him on his show, with, yeah. Which which is going to be posted soon. Cool. I, uh, get good. And I I told him on the phone one time we need you need to write a book about your experiences. He says no one would read it, and I told Jerry Beck this. He says yes they would. He just screams on the phone and like, yes they would. <laughs>
0: well, Jerry Beck says that about himself. Nobody wants to read about me, and it's like well.
1: You know. I, I wish there, I wish there was a way to characterize this period. And there's other people, you know, you know, as we've as we've come along, um, you know, Thad Komarowski's been really invaluable in helping to restore films and uh, and there's so many so, so many good people right now. Yeah. you know. I, I see there being a point where Mauricio will really be uh important in terms of trying to get the Fleischer stuff done. Yep. Um and, I, and and other people as well. Mm. Um and I think it's uh, um it's just a mistake to discount anybody at this point. Um, we we can do all this stuff without stepping on anybody's toes. Yeah,
0: um, I, mean, it, it, I just wanted to say this about Gerstein. I've known him since the early '90s because, as a group, we also all went to Comic Con in San Diego in the early '90s. Oh, That's cool. where I first met him. But he was the same way as he is now. It's like I I, I always was like, wow, the intensity of this guy. Not in a bad way. It's just that, you know, he would dig up things. That he's like, How do you find this stuff? It's he's just always amazing. been that way. You know? yeah, on, honestly, he's another one of those film
1: hero people. Yeah. Oh, honestly. So. And, I mean, Cosler um, himself, Mark as a, um, as a preservationist is, is, is invaluable. And of course that he'll, he'll probably never brag about it, which yeah. I think is also one of the most wonderful things about him. It's very sweet but, and soft spoken. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's literally helped everyone. So um and also one of the most brilliant animators I've ever seen. Just uh, none of none of Mark's stuff feels the same. Like he is he is a he's a true chameleon in being able to get emotion, feeling, drawing ability. I I dig it. His his two short films are are wonderful.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um and have so much love into them. And And darn it, they're not seen very much, and they should be.
0: So I have two more questions. If Camden has more, I'll let him ask, but I'll ask one. So, from what you can say, what this is a loaded question. What holy grails are out there that you're still looking for? I know you probably can't say everything because I will tell you all of them. I will tell
1: you all of them. No, okay. Okay. I'm not going to tell you whether I've managed to find them yet. Okay. Uh, Linus the Lionheart is a holy grail to me because that should be out. Yes. All the time for beanies that exist should be out. Yeah. Um, Mendelssohn's Spring Song was ha- large on my list until it showed up. You know, the Cy Young film. Um, there's a dental commercial that Ted Ashbaugh made that someone has. I missed, I, I didn't, he won the auction and I didn't. And he's buried it. So there's a collector somewhere in the Southwest <clears throat> that has that Kodachrome <laughs> print. There's got to be another one um the toby the pups are a holy grail to me like not just the few there's been a few that are out uh, but there's a lot more you know having all of them would be amazing
3: mm-hmm.
1: um gosh the sam small cartoons <laughs> that were produced in britain if they show up, i think all the steve the horses being out in good quality um oh gosh uh we're, like we're hitting all my major ones now <laughs> um Gosh, the all the cocos, you know, having all the silent cocos, having having the Felixes that haven't been seen. You know, huge amount of last time. I've I've seen a lot of them that most people haven't, and and they're great. You know, we have a very limited idea of how that series progressed, you know. But if you see all, all of them, if you saw 150 of them, you know, you have a way better idea. You'd also get all the redundancy in them. But um I, I think that the best Felixes are the ones that have been lost. Honestly. I'm, now that I have seen so many of these things.
0: Now I'm getting another question. Is is there a possibility in lieu of doing a DVD release, doing a book based on what you observed and just do frame grabs?
1: Yes. Yes. I think that all the Felix's will be out at some point.
0: Okay. All right. when it'll happen. That's a frustrating point. story about how it's been delayed. Yeah. So, that's, and, that's
1: the most I've ever said publicly about it. Okay. Um, you know, because we'd still... Dave Gerstein and I, and part of this was out of respect for Dave, but um, Dave Gerstein and I tried so hard to make that work, yeah. and uh, and we, we just got to this impasse. After after so much work, I've still I mean, I've got my universal contract, it's just I can't sign it and hand him 50 grand. I'd love to. <laughs> but we'd already spent the 50 grand. I said, can't I just give you the cartoons, you guys?
0: Can you do a, you a Kickstarter
1: know? or something like that? <laughs> I wouldn't get 50 grand.
0: <laughs> I would. I would.
1: I wish I was that big of an entity to be able to do these yeah. things. I think if Fair I had enough. silent Films, I think I'd be able to do it. <laughs> what else win the lottery, <laughs> or win the lottery. I've never, I've never played the lottery. I don't gamble. It's yeah. something I've never done, honestly. It is, it isn't, it, not not for any particular reason either. It isn't like a. I I've just, I just figured, I just figured that I would never win anything, so why do yeah. it?
0: Watch you do it once and then? I'm you
1: know? uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. No, honestly, I don't think I've ever put a money in a slot machine. Anything? No. Heck, <laughs> life is short. Um, what, else is a, what else is a holy grail? Jeez. <laughs> um, oh, oh, uh, um, the uh, the missing uh, the missing uh, Snuffy Smith cartoons.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, um, the uh, the even the, even the Paramount one.
0: Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Finding that in color would be a, a really good thing. Um, oh, gosh. <clears throat> Almost all the early television cartoons that have vanished. Because there's a lot of them. Like like all the Crusader Rabbits should be out.
0: Yeah. You know, like
3: the early ones, the Fairbanks ones should be out. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. I think I've seen all of those online, though, too. They're online somewhere. All of them? A lot of them are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. Yeah. i i i'm just a completionist in this way
0: yeah so am i
1: what so am what, I. what else oh like like almost any independent short i want to be able finding the roma gray film that was amazing that's david gerstein again you know <laughs> that found uh, a hot tomali
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know um but there's more of that kind of stuff you know honestly uh-huh. the rest of ashbos things I, I, maybe the top of the list for me is goofy goat in color that's probably at the top of the list how about yours what are yours mark
0: well i always like all the series that i've been told or wiped or destroyed or impossible to do because of music rights or something i mean my holy grail is probably chuck jones's curiosity shop just because i loved it as a kid and there's little bits and pieces here and there and you can find some of the films and some this that and the other but i think a complete episode exists if i Ooh, i have two. the
3: i have the dvds of them right now that Tim okay okay
0: me. which is two more than they used to say maybe like 10 years ago they used to say oh it's just all little bits and pieces and stuff like I, that i
3: can get you a copy of them mark these
2: <laughs>
0: anyway yeah. but yeah that was a show that i loved um let's see I, i'm always looking for like tv commercials in fact i i, I forgot to mention this earlier but it I don't know how much you're on Facebook, but Jerry encouraged me to start a page called TV Cartoons That Time Forgot, um, which kind of morphed around that I put just put up any sort of bizarre, rare animation, even if it's by a major studio. So, like, I put the opening credits to Disney Disney movies that are live action, but they have opening credits that are animated, you know, that people oh, forgot I about. Love because, this kind of stuff. You know, it's like the strongest man in the world and, you know... Uh, uh, the North Avenue ir- Irregulars, things like that. So I put weird stuff and then a bunch of TV commercials. My Holy Grail right now is just because I used to see it all the time is um, Otter Pops, the you know, the Ice Pops. Uh, mm-hmm. They used to have a commercial that aired in the early 70s when those uh, were introduced. And all the otters are ice skating around on a lake and everything and they introduce the characters. They used to air that thing for years and then uh, when they replaced Rip Van Lemon with Poncho Punch, they never aired the commercial <laughs> anymore. And people put up commercials all the time, and they never seem to have that one. And it's like, it we, can't be that hard to find, but maybe it is.
1: Know, we, we should go through. You know, Mark Mark Kausler has an amazing collection of commercials. We should just go through his list and see if we can find
0: Outer Pops. Yeah. So the, those are the weird things. I, you know, I, I'd like. To, I mean, just stuff I'd like out. And we talked about this with Kausler, huh, Because he he worked on it is putting out the Duck Factory series, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. it, it seems like that would be a natural. Jim Carrey was a big star <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But, uh, um, and I don't know, just, you know, I'm, I'm like you, I like to get every cartoon out there. So it frustrates me because I worked on the underdog DVD set and the Tennessee tuxedo DVD set. And uh, they, had no interest to put out a king leonardo set so they put out a few random cartoons but not all of them are out and it's like you know because the output of the studio wasn't that much so that's why i'm like put the rest of it out you could have you know it's
3: it's a
1: it's a weird thing isn't it and you you just hope that you know eventually the stuff shows up and i i hate to think that there's a lot of this stuff just sitting somewhere and then yeah. And I know some of it's sitting somewhere in VSing right now, and right at some point that's not going to go through a scanner, you know.
0: Well, to show you how things uh, get messed up, and I've said this on the podcast before, but you may not have heard this: is when I worked on those sets for Shout Factory, they had all the video of all the cartoons, but they didn't have the audio. Somewhere along the line, the audio got wiped or lost or something uh-huh. or other. So I sent them bootleg discs that of episodes that i had collected over the years uh lock stock and barrel just shipped everything because it's easier to do it that way that, because there's no dropbox or anything you know yeah. that you could do that this is like 2010 you know <laughs> so you know and they they returned everything but you know they matched all the audio with the video and everything and so that's how those cartoons exist now because i sent them the audio <laughs> yeah.
1: It, 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 you you wouldn't know that it was as precarious as it is but it is this precarious yeah like it, but finding you know we're working on the comic color stuff right now the the iWorks comic colors and um there's black and white separations on a lot of it that have, haven't been gone back to you know and, and iWorks actually shot those with a prism system so they're actually making two separate rather than making a successive exposure negative they're two separate negatives and um I love that we're going back to those, but until more recently, we really couldn't have because we need a scanner that would be able to handle the level of shrinkage on those films. And those films are wound on, on like a spool. I remember early on in this, I was talking about them being wound really tight, they're on spools and the end of it is on this little tiny spool. If you look at the Popeye cartoons that Paramount put out, or rather that Warner's put out, you'll see the things jittering all over the place at the beginnings. And sometimes they've even replaced the titles because they're wound on those little small spools. And okay. when they scanned that stuff back then, the scanity d- couldn't handle it as well. Now, a laser graphics will keep that stuff rock solid. Yeah. So, so the advances in technology is really a, kind of an amazing thing. Flip is, um, I think that what we have out of Flip is the best that we're gonna ever get, honestly. I'm just, I'm hoping that someday somebody would be able to do a little better on titles and things Because a lot of the original titles are gone and we've looked everywhere so we do the best we could i I have final versions on all 38 films i love how they look i'm super happy with the set Mm -hmm. um i'd be even happier if somebody comes along with all original titles on all of them someday like if it supersedes what we've done perfect but but at least from this point on there's going to be a lot better copies of all of them out there yeah that's what we can hope for, and and thanks to you, Tennessee like, tuxedo looks nice.
0: You know, no. the other thing I'd like is you know Warner Archives was great in putting out all these obscure read Bad uh, Hanna Bar- <coughs> Barbera series uh, during the last decade or so. You don't have to bad; we all
3: think they're bad. Still- they
0: yeah, but there's still missing ones like those were the days and uh, the Cattanooga Cats and things like that. And there might be music rights Quick tied up with McGraw. that, one. but I mean, not everything is out. Quick Draw McGraw is a music rights thing, uh, but uh, you know, it's like the, just the
1: Wolf Out or what is that? What it's called the one with the wolf in
0: it? Yeah, is... it's the Wolf. That's yeah, that was on Catanooga Cats. You know, that's one of the segments. Up? They have not Did... put that out. I didn't think so. Yeah, so I
1: remember that stuff really well.
0: Yeah. But it, but and I grew up
1: watching those Pixie and Dixie's and the Huckleberry Hounds. The, the Huckleberry Hounds were great when I was a kid. Like right. they were almost like a theatrical cartoon to me.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. weird because as a kid, you know, they, they aired them constantly and then, you know, yeah. now nothing, you know. Yep. And so yeah. those are like my holy grails is that type of stuff. Just all the Saturday morning stuff that I grew up with from the 60s and 70s. You know, it's like even if it's the worst crap. I still want it all out.
1: Have they yeah. Have they ever put out The Hound Cats?
0: No. Oh, no, no, they did. They finally did. They finally oh. did. Yeah, so, I, when I did my DePatty Freeling book, uh, so it's a little dated now, they had only put out this company called Synergy, which I don't know how uh, reputable they were, but they put out four episodes, but uh, during uh, the time right after my book came out. Maybe it's because of my book. I don't know. They, they put out the complete Houndcats and the complete Barclays. Oh, wow. But, but a series, which isn't very good, that they could have also put out is the complete Bailey's Comets, which is still M.I.A., so... What, you know. what about Heathcliff and Fangface? Uh, Heathcliff is Dick. Deek, or whatever you have pronounced it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they did put out a, D, uh, uh, a DVD set of that. Bang Face is one of those weird ones. It's Ruby Spears, and then now Hanna Barbera owns it, yeah. and it's just kind of MIA too. So you know, yeah,
3: Scott gonna... Shaw, I interviewed. I did a Hannah my, my final essay in my Historian's Craft essay was the rise and fall of hannah Barbera, and it's this twenty-page paper, and I worked really hard on it. And Jerry Eisenberg helped me with it. Jerry, Jerry Beck helped me with it. Leonard Moulton helped me with it. All these different people. Scott Shaw told me the weirdest stories about there's, there's,
1: You know that there's no such person named Scott Shaw, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's no Scott Shaw. What are you talking about? You, you have the name wrong. You
3: yeah, Scott Scott Shaw, his, name is, his name
1: is, and you have to say it this way, his name yeah. is Scott Shaw. <laughs> Scott Shaw. Scott's so wonderful, isn't he? Yeah, great guy. (laughs) That's
0: why I was doing the phonetic punctuation from
1: Scott Shaw.
0: I'm I'm,
1: (laughs) I'm actually stealing that joke from Milton Knight, who always, whenever we'd talk, he'd say, "Oh yeah, I just talked to Scott (laughs) Shaw."
0: You know, I've never done that. I've 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 never done that with Scott. I don't think I'll start. But (laughs) maybe maybe you don't need to. But. what, 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 Camden, It's
1: so cool that you're doing all the things that you are. You yeah. Know. Uh, the the there's a handful of you guys,
3: mm-hmm. but
1: it's like a handful, and you probably know all the players.
3: Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll continue to know them, and it's so I know, many, I, know like, the be- I know the be- I know the best of the players. The other players, yeah, are, there's some not so are, good.
0: Are, we won't mention those, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: a, it's, a, it's a it's a weird world, and to me. The most important thing, because people, we, we all love this stuff. Yeah. The most important thing to me is to figure out how to get along with everybody. To, yeah, that's, and, oh, that's what I try and do. And to do. Be, to, be, to be a good citizen. And the, the internet has set up, I think, a situation where it's easy to not be a good citizen. It's also easy <laughs> to talk smack about somebody on the internet. And um, uh, you, you meet those people in person, you know, and you, you realize, you know, whatever, whatever uh, arguments have existed, we're just all human beings and uh, we've gotten to a point now where it becomes really easy to say things are really not very nice to somebody and to start flame wars and Mm -hmm. all sorts of things just unnecessarily so Mm -hmm. most people most people though i've gotten
3: along just fine
1: with yeah me me too and uh, i i tend to get to a point like where i'm just like running around and too busy for everything and forget about the actual enjoyment of this so um Fortunately, sometimes Mary has to bring me back down to earth to enjoy the other things in life besides working all the time. So um, these days, I'm having the best summer, by the way, because so much of stuff is getting done. Mm
2: -hmm. So many
1: things are getting done. And I'm like, some of this new stuff coming back as scans, I just smile. Mm -hmm. You know, it just looks great. So, anyway. So
0: I'm pretty much done with questions. Camden, do you have any more? I'm good okay. too.
3: I gotta get up. I gotta get up early. All now. right.
0: So I appreciate both of you, especially Steve, for finally being on the show. I know there's a little hiccup getting it. On the, Sorry about that before, but hey, you know, yeah. I keep trying until finally I just say, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway,
1: what's well, cool uh, You've done it. Can we? Can we end it with Popeye with a tail? Sure. Hold on. Let's see if I can find him. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I gotta put these back up, but little jack-in-the-box figures are here too do you remember when jack-in-the-box had these guys oh yeah i got those rubber I guys have those. and the little i have that <laughs> and then this little dude here i have that <laughs> that was the bad guy you
0: yeah. so, so there's the hamburger there's guy and oh Donald, <laughs> like with a tail for some reason wow that's <laughs> weird but there's i have one the characters like that those little snap together type characters
1: yeah and then this the popeye is the weird one <laughs> But he's got a tail. I don't know why he's got a tail, but I love this. It's like thing. a duck. I've I've had this since I was a kid. You know what the best thing? So this is the side where Popeye is looking sort of like vacant. But this one Popeye's really side eyeing you. <laughs> you know, he's just like looking sort of. Sneaky. Wow,
3: I like him. Yeah, too big of an eye for Popeye.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's got an eye on both sides. So you know, he was faking.
3: Yeah.
0: So Steve, so to end the show, we usually have the guest. Uh, promote uh, if you're making any personal appearances. What your latest products are coming out, and what we should expect in the future, and how they can get in contact with you. So. Oh gosh,
1: you're giving. I, I hate doing plugs. I'm not good at it. Oh, this is the best part. Most people live right, so for this just, part. You just finished this thing.
0: All right. It's in my. my That's
1: in the thing. mailbox.
0: Ready. Okay. I'm just okay. like
1: reaching over here. Here. Okay. It's a.
0: It's well, a what, Camden, in let way. Camden help. Wow. <laughs> What Camden, what's the latest ones he's put out? well, well I know that one. No, well, yeah, but no. you
3: have mine's supposed to arrive on Friday. Well, no, the the That's ones good. he
0: did previously. What are the most recent ones he put out? If if he doesn't, I know? guess
3: this one.
1: Okay,
0: well, which I is mean... oh the Betty Boop one. Okay, all right.
3: I got, yeah. I
1: got news. We're actually updating this.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, sweet. Yes. Yay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. All right. Rainbow Parade Two. God, I'm trying to think of what else is. The big things that are coming out right now are the the Van Buren Tom and Jerry sets almost done. Um, the uh, we we've got another the party disc two set. If you didn't buy party disc two in pre-order though, you're not getting it because we're not gonna we're not gonna distribute it beyond this, but it does have the adventures of super screw on it, if that's what you really want. <laughs> and uh, it's it's yeah, it, it was a fun set to do. What what else just got done? Um, uh, lots of special sets it's weird so, to do a, a promo. the stop motion marvel set is almost done and,
0: so do you make any uh, personal appearances other than podcasts and stuff i mean do you go to conventions or okay, anything like that?
1: some sometimes yeah okay but I, it's not I, a regular well i'm out in michigan so okay. I'm okay. On an island out here um, <laughs> we we do a show at the redford theater every year we show 35 millimeter you know prints um, okay what else yeah
3: gosh hey, Steve, i have a quick question for you yeah. um my i'm I know I've told you before about my pal, and I'm sure you know him too, Skip Craig. I don't know. Um, Skip I Craig, is, been the, been Skip Craig is the been sound been. editor for Rocky and Bullwinkle, and he's still oh, around. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk to him all the time on the phone. For your mid, new mid-century modern set, if you had a UPA cartoon from that era, I'm sure he would gladly talk to you about it.
1: There is There is cool stuff on that set, honestly. I've I've scanned a lot of stuff for that set he's, because he
3: he's set. ninety he just turned ninety one and he's still yeah. got all these great stories and it's perfect. Oh geez, now I got to hurry. <laughs> the mid, the, that mid-century modern set is
1: really cool. I, honestly, the the third one I really like, but it yeah. it it's got some stuff from the sixties on it. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a film that exists in seventy millimeter on it. I don't know how lucky I'm going to be, but if I'm lucky, I'll be able to get it.
0: And what's the website again? There, that's an easy one. Oh, photo.
1: thunderbeanshop.com. Okay. That's sort of um, where we are. But I'm on the um, Blu-ray forum a lot. Like okay. blu-ray.com, there's a thread that's Thunderbean. And I'm chatting all the time about this stuff. All right, cool. So, so if you want to oh. keep up to date, I, I mean, I write, I write every week for Jerry Beck. So um, cartoonresearch.com. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a channel that was just streaming cartoons all the time? <laughs> i'm just saying
0: someday <laughs> cool. all right well i want to thank you steve sanchfield and thank you camden Spies, for being my special guests
3: yep thank and you so much guys. I I a special lot of i've appeared more than almost anyone
0: i know he's on all the time i was trying to get him off here <laughs> what's,
3: what's, your, what's your camden what's your drawing in the back there what what animation drawing is that that behind me is, um, is a model, Holly Pratt's model sheet for Tweety's SOS. Oh, cool. It's, and it's, then it's up up dark below dark. that is a What's Opera doc layout.
0: Okay. That's oh, what that's we great. see. We don't see the other one. The first one you said, it's not, it's not on camera. So it's the What's Opera doc that's on camera.
3: Yeah. Uh, um, and the next to me is the one I showed you a while back, Steve, behind me right in this way is, um, well, below it is two quick draw McGraw cells from the opening tiles um and then another, above it is the Popeye meets William Tell um poster um I think I sent you an email of this oh
1: cool yeah yeah that's awesome yeah that's cool. but
3: you even told me like that you knew the guy who owned it which oh it was Leslie Cabargas yeah, yeah.
1: There, there's so so there's there's a Les Brooks had a bunch of stuff too that he got from Florida but Les brooks ran a company called mice ducks and wabbits for a while
3: yeah mm, i knew that that was not a but when the chuck jones gallery like my friend carol my friend carol i think that she sends me like a note like half of the books on my shelf just come from her because she just constantly like, just because she's a friend she just sends me stuff all the time <laughs> like that. yeah and but she like um, yeah she um she showed me this that was on sale and i'm like well I know Popeye only is not the best Popeye American, but when am I ever gonna see a Popeye piece again? So I'm like, like, well, mom, dad, I have my graduation present now. <laughs> I got it, that's
1: good. Awesome, cool. All right. I, I, I collect some animation art and I have I have a little box of, kind of a big box of stuff. And at some point, things are gonna get
3: hung here. Yeah. Someday. The framing is the most expensive part I learned.
0: Mm-hmm, yep <laughs> sure.
3: well mark it's been super fun thank you so much yeah, yeah.
1: for putting up with me and, uh, and putting up with me it.
0: yeah and we'll have you back at some point probably when you put out one of those other big sets or something you know? okay cool right. i love it all right well thank you very much and that wraps it up for another fun ideas podcast and we'll see you next time thank you for listening and thank you steve Stanfield and camden Spees, for being my special guests Remember, you can always watch the video version of this episode on YouTube. Episode number 181 and season 6 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew, the slow poisoner, Goldfarb, and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2022. Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night.